Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Fiza and I am your host. And today we have a good episode coming up because we have two ladies that I love very much with us today, Cindy Stockdale and Abby Ichter. And you guys are going to love them. If you don't know them personally, I promise by the end of this, you will feel like you know them and you'll want to hang out with them. (laughs) So ladies, say hi. Hi. Miss <laughs> Cindy is a, she and her husband, Jim, are pastors here at our Conway campus, and they have been, how long have y'all been in ministry? Oh, over 30 years in I ministry. Know. Wow. So as long as I've been alive, you've been in ministry. As long and as I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. We're old. No, you're not. <laughs> you're wonderfully experienced. Um I met Cindy when I was in college, and I was friends with two of her daughters. So Emily and Rachel are your younger two, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we became friends, and then I had we ha- we would have hangouts over at your house, and y'all would make spaghetti for our friend group and chili nights. And I remember staying the night one night when it snowed, and we yes. have pictures in your driveway playing in the snow. And so... Um, I just, you know, at that point, you were a mom of one of my friends, and I knew you through New Life. And then, as I have grown up and been, gotten married and had kids, it's like you've been, you've become somewhat of a mentor to me. And just, I look up to the way that you've raised your children. And I feel like every time that we talk, there is some kind of wisdom that is pouring out of you. And I leave challenged or encouraged. And, you know, you've raised four daughters that love the Lord. And how many grandkids do you have now? Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh I, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. That's a lot. So when you see their family picture with Jim and Cindy and all four girls and their spouses and their kids, it's a crew. How many total? When Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So when y'all go somewhere, oh, you take over. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We don't usually go out to eat all twenty-five. Right. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I really value you, Miss Cindy. And anytime I'm around you... I know. I shouldn't say Miss Cindy. I should just say Cindy. I know. know. (laughs) But anytime around you, I just learned from you. And so that's why I wanted to have you on today. Thank you. And then Abby's with us. If you listen to the Woman Podcast at all, you probably heard Abby's episode with her and Haley this past week talking Mm -hmm. about money things. Mm -hmm. And Abby and I have been friends now for most of our married life. For 30 years. (laughs) We've been friends for 30 years since birth. We have a long history. Yes, we do. So we, um, I mean, I don't have like long things to say about you because. (laughs) (laughs) You just picked me up off the street. We're in the thick of it. We're like still building our relationship. No, not really. I was like, I feel pretty solid about where we're. No, we're solid. We're solid. We're solid. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I just admire Abby's faith Mm -hmm. and just different things that they've walked through in their marriage and in her personal life. And um, I admire her deep roots and um, really you have a spiritual depth to you that um, just through ups and downs I I feel like you're able to bring a perspective that's very healthy and you aren't shaken and so that's a little bit about the two guests that we have and honestly that's that's what we're going to talk about today is just being in a place where you have faith to sustain you through a season and I know for the two of you, you have so many experiences, life experiences. Sometimes things come unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to handle them, mm-hmm. how to process them, how to um, reconcile things that happen with the Lord. And really, I just wanted to sit down and have a conversation today about kind of like, um, I don't know, developing your faith, mm-hmm. getting to a place where you feel prepared in your belief and understanding of the Lord, maybe before you need it. Because I think some, you know, Pastor Rick has always said, you're either coming out of a storm, you are currently in a storm, or you are heading into one. And that's just the nature of life. Jesus said, in this world, we will have trouble. And so, you know, I think sometimes it's really common for us to, you get hit with something major, like Mm -hmm. a diagnosis or if something happens in your family or a divorce or whatever and it's like in the moment of chaos you're trying to scramble and grasp and find what do you believe about God what does he say about this is he in this where is he in this and so I do think there's some something to be said for um, 
digging deep and planting yourself and developing roots in who Jesus is Mm -hmm. before you get to the chaos, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so that's our topic for today. So my first question, wait, I haven't had y'all introduce yourself. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? What do you do in life, Abby? Well, I, Katie just found me on the street today. She said, <laughs> you, look, you look smart. I Why don't you come up. talk? Um, picked you up in the parking lot. So I, yeah, I'm 30 now. I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Um, I work for NLC College, and my husband, Christian, and I uh, are, we do worship here, Conway campus. So yeah, yeah that's my brief intro. Okay. And Miss Cindy, would you like <laughs> to introduce yourself? Um, well, ministry, family, those yes. are kind of the biggest things that make up our lives. Mm-hmm. We've been on staff at New Life for, I think, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Have been in Conway for over 30. We moved wow. here 33 years ago. And you already said we have four grown daughters and yes. four sons-in-law and 15 grandkids. So wow. we do a lot with marriage ministry and pastoral care, just meeting with people, mm-hmm. some counseling, lots of other odds and ends, different kinds of ministry, too. But mm-hmm. that's kind of primarily huge emphasis on marriage. Yes. And just love. Yes. Love Conway. Love our church. Love Conway. Love our family. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so glad y'all are here today. So, okay. Let's open it up with the question. Um, can you think of a time in your <clears throat> life when you were hit with an unexpected situation that you really did not feel equipped to handle. You didn't have the faith to walk through it in a strong way. Um, I know we've talked off the recording a little bit about Mm -hmm. this, and I know you both have a a story to share, but Cindy, would you go first? Sure. Um, When I thought about that, I think there have been lots of times throughout my life that I didn't necessarily, I mean, because you don't know something's coming, so you really don't prepare right because most of the time those things are unexpected but what I thought about first and I thought okay that was a time I really felt just blindsided um, when I was a young mom and our oldest daughter Sarah was two and she would um, when she danced as a two-year-old she would walk in circles Mm -hmm. And one day, she was looking really dizzy, and she looked at me and said, Dance, Mama, dance. And I thought, oh, that means that she's dizzy. And she would plop down, sit there, kind of stare, Mm -hmm. and then a few seconds later, she'd be okay. Well, she started doing that repeatedly, so we took her to a pediatric neurologist, and she was diagnosed with something called absence seizures that Mm. are like staring seizures, where you kind of blank out for just you know a few seconds to maybe a minute, and then all of a sudden, with no repercussions, you're back. Mm -hmm. Um, But in her case, she ended up on an anti-seizure medication. She was fine. Mm -hmm. It was controlling it. They told us she would probably outgrow it. So that really was not the time that I fell apart. But one day, a few months after the diagnosis, she fell on the floor and went into like a full, like grandma type seizure with her arms back, her Mm. fingers curled, Uh, her head back, mm. her eyes rolling. And I was terrified. I did not hit my knees. Mm. I... (laughs) I hit the floor, but I, I was just screaming. Mm-hmm. I was just hysterical. Mm-hmm. I might have snapped her out of it because <laughs> yeah. I was not in control. And even though the, the diagnosis itself was not that terrifying to me, that situation and knowing that that could mean that that would begin a pattern of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was. And Jim was there. I remember calling my mom not long after just unintelligible and but that by that night we just pulled ourselves together it happened late in the day we knelt down by her bed and it's like in those times you're just drawn back but it was a time when I just felt like god this is my first child I don't know what to do with this can I handle this Uh and I did not feel like I rose to the occasion in my faith. Mm -hmm. I felt like I just, 
humanly did mm-hmm. what you would do. Mm-hmm. But then I'll share later just some things that the Lord spoke to me about that and some ways that I grew over the years. Um, but it was just one of those times you don't prepare yourself for. Right. They're scary. Right. I know. Whenever I was, um, you know, I haven't even thought about this story until you said that, but when I was a young mom too, Jack was three months old and got RSV and we were out of town and we were in Birmingham and just the way, you know, RSV can be not a big deal. It's a cold, ride it out at home. And then it can be very serious. And he, um, I just remember him looking like bluish and his breathing was just like so strained and we had to rush him to the emergency room and Hunter wasn't with me and I was by myself and I just remember the you know it's like in those moments you really do you're forced to come face to face with like God where are you in this mm-hmm. why is this happening and then also I need my faith to sustain me in this like what do I believe about who you are and one thing that someone said recently that I loved, we were actually at a pastor's retreat um, just this past week, and Brandon Cotton, who is one of the pastors at our Fort Smith campus, said, God has an attribute to help me with where whatever I'm going through right now. And he said, I'm not the answer. He is. And so often when we get hit with these scenarios or situations that we don't know what to do with, it's like we... Um, we feel like we should have the answer, but it's like we the answer is not in us in right. any way. The answer is in God and who is He. Mm-hmm. And so um, just learning who He mm-hmm. is is so important. And in those moments, you know you are not the answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're painfully aware. You yes. have no answer. Right. But that's a good thing in the end. Right. It is a good thing in the end because it pushes you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, Abby, would you – I know we talked earlier about um, – your own story with this, can you think of a time in your life where you mm-hmm. really were hit with something unexpected and you did not have the faith mm-hmm. to walk it out? Yeah, so um, a lot of people probably know at this point, because I've shared like at a sisterhood and um, I've had some opportunities to talk about uh, Christian and I's journey with infertility. And so we are at about, time frame, uh, we are at about two and a half years um, of trying, and this past Christmas, um, so the end of 2019, you know, we were kind of coming up on, I guess, about almost two years at that point, and um, in 2019, we, you know, had switched doctors and had felt a lot of traction in our journey and figuring out what was wrong, and um just feeling really hopeful and at the beginning of 2019 I think it was like January it was we started getting um, a lot of words from people that didn't even know we were trying and um, just people starting to speak into our life about you know what they saw for Uh our future and our family and um, I hadn't ever really experienced that many words and um, prophecies, if you will, you know, and I was a little taken aback with that because I just didn't know if it meant, like, a lot of those are not time sensitive. Like, they mm-hmm. don't usually have a time frame on them. Mm-hmm. And so you can't help but think it's now. Mm-hmm. It's happening now. Mm-hmm. And so just being completely candid, I obviously was very excited, as mm-hmm. I should have been. Nothing wrong with, like, obviously taking that stuff to heart. But I do believe at the end of 2019, because some of them, as the year ended, it, they got a little bit more time-sensitive and a little bit more like, okay, here's a date, things like that. And so, I mean, I didn't have any other reason but to, you know, believe mm-hmm. those things. And um, But, yeah, basically at the end of 2019, I believed when I mean, we were well, – we were all in chips were all in and we were thinking (laughs) we are going to be pregnant at the end of this year and um i mean we were 150 percent like believed and um and i should say for one we don't regret the faith that we had um i've always said i i never believe that god will make you a fool for the faith that you have Mm -hmm. um i have learned though with that is is when you get presented with words um I wouldn't even say like, oh, take it with a grain of salt, but just basically take whatever you get and bring it to God. Mm -hmm. 
and pray through that. Uh-huh. And um, just because things don't pan out the way that someone says, it does not believe that that it, it does not mean that that word is void, you know, or that it's yeah. it's um, not true or whatever. Right. But basically, all to say, at the end of 2019, we were not pregnant, mm-hmm. and so the, and I say all that to say that that is why I, I was. That's why it was really hard because of how much, how many things that were said, mm-hmm. and um, that was the only reason I had a time frame in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, I was very disappointed and I was very confused because uh, it did not pan out the way I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like I just remember doing. I mean, anyone that's de- dealt with infertility, you know, you're doing the period math. You know, you're doing the math and you're like, okay, so, and it's like we were supposed to find out, I think, a couple days after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, those days, you know, and then the period comes and you're like, and I just was yeah. so confused. Yeah. And it was nothing that Google could explain to me. It was nothing that um, my doctor could explain to me. And so, yeah, I just, I just remember that was like one of the first times I just didn't really have an answer. I didn't have like a, okay, it must be this. It, you know, like mm-hmm. you can always kind of explain away mm-hmm. situations. And I just couldn't. I was like, I don't. And I was, I just remember entering a phase where, and it lasted a few months, but I just felt really like hardened. Mm-hmm. I felt very hardened. And I was like, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it mm-hmm. because I was like, I just don't understand. And I, and then I felt a little bit of anger because I was like, what? Well, why, why did anybody say anything to mm-hmm. me? You know, like, yes. and you're like, well, and the thing is, at the end of the day, I still, looking back, I don't blame, you know, yeah. I, there's no, like, um, anger towards any people or anything right. like that, but it was just like a confusion with God of, like, what does this mean? And I do believe God is not a God of confusion. Right. But the thing is, we, you know, we live among people, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I don't know. All, all that to say, I still, I don't, I can't explain away all that. But I will say, all the words that we were given, it's still, even though it hasn't happened, like it still has strengthened our faith. Yeah. Um, because I think at the end of the day, what it does is it reminds you that God sees you mm-hmm. and that He knows. And so I still treasure everything that was spoken. Definitely. And I still treasure things that get spoken to me. I mean, this year. So, but yeah, I just remember being, I just couldn't explain it away. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, God, like what is happening? Mm -hmm. But basically fast forward a little bit, middle of 2020 when all this is going on, I just had this realization that at the end of 2019, I think what was happening was that I, it was weird. All of a sudden I had the realization that if we would have gotten pregnant at the end of 2019, I think I would have I think it could have actually been detrimental to my faith. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I do think at some point at the end of the year, I started to think, this is on me. It's my faith. And I have to make this, like almost like I have to muster up the faith to make this happen. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was like all of a sudden there was a shift. And I and I think I almost kind of took that power off of God almost. Yeah. It sounds really crazy to see. Yeah. Well, to it's say. like if you had gotten pregnant, mm-hmm. it would have confirmed mm-hmm. I did have enough faith mm-hmm. to I made make this all happen. these things come to pass. Mm-hmm. So. I made this happen. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I was struck with that in the middle of 2020 being like, oh my goodness, like, and actually saying to God, I'm thankful. I'm actually thankful. I mean, I would love to be pregnant right now, but I'm thankful that it didn't happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that way because I do think years down the road it would have been detri- detrimental because I think I would have believed that I made it happen. Mm-hmm. And man, with faith, that's such a like that is such a hard thing to like kind of wrap our brains around. But I'm I'm realizing in 2020 that it's it is it's Christ. It's not mm-hmm. what I do and everything that happens. It's from his hand, mm-hmm. and um, God is sovereign, you know. And I, I don't make things happen because, you know, I just, I, I believe enough. Yes. Like now, there, and we'll talk about it. There's so much to be said though about having the faith, and mm-hmm. God calls you to have faith. But w- when things happen, especially if it's something you want, you still have to be able to say that was God. It wasn't me. Right. Exactly. You know? It was God that did it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think. Related to faith, 
it's always a challenge when something's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Anything that's short-term or even something that's horrific, but it's it doesn't last long. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like talking about having babies. Labor, mm -hmm. you know you're not going to be in labor forever. Mm -hmm. It's right. got an assigned time, and hard as it may be, mm -hmm. you know when it's going to be over. And in life, when things are hard and they're ongoing mm -hmm. hard, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the greatest tests of our faith mm -hmm. because we don't we don't have those answers, mm -hmm. and we go through all of that questioning and mm -hmm. that, Lord, is there anything else I should be doing to mm -hmm. position myself mm -hmm. for this or that? Mm -hmm. And we go through seasons of hopelessness, mm -hmm. go through seasons of anger. Yeah. And you're really, work, because, you're really working out your faith. Yeah, like you are. You are wrestling with it, and it's not a quick relief. Because it wasn't quick, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so good. It's so hard to know. <clears throat> Okay, can you speak to that a little bit more? Somebody who's listening that maybe is in a season like what Abby's describing and what they've been wrestling with is very long-term. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a diagnosis or a strained relationship. I mean, there's just so many scenarios we could paint, but everyone listening has hardship that they can connect to this conversation and go, yeah, I relate to that. And so for the woman who's listening that has experienced that long-term hardship, like how would you coach her on, um, I guess, staying in a place where she's fixed on the Lord, if that's the right way to put it? Well, it's I mean, almost like there's that day-to-day -day faith, I guess. Like, yeah, is that, is that and I think mean? there's so many directions you could take that answer, but I think one of them is that in your own life as you walk through long-term things mm -hmm. it's just what you were saying abby at first it's like okay i have to be all in on this and i have to have the faith and i have to approach this r the right way and be in the word mm -hmm. but we were also talking before mm -hmm. we started taping that the idea of um it's a quote from an author named tim keller and he says the gift of pain is ultimately the gift of God Himself. Mm -hmm. And I think in any longer term journey, initially you can't help it. We're human. Mm -hmm. We're focused on the pain. We're focused on the circumstance or the trial, the situation, whether it's a hard marriage, whether it's health issues, something with your child, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And that is your focus. It's right in front of your eyes. Mm -hmm. But in marriage ministry, we talk about that a lot, that when we visit with couples, initially you come in with all these issues that are in front of your face, mm -hmm. and it isn't to minimize those, but they're like symptoms, like a fever. And God is always after more. He wants more for us than we ever want for mm -hmm. ourselves. He wants healing. He wants mm -hmm. things done from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately with long-term things, there is that joy in realizing I know God in ways because I didn't have, I wouldn't have chosen, kind of like Peter saying mm -hmm. when he said, well, who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. And he says, or, you know, what what do you say about me? And it's like, well, you're the Christ and, and where would I go if mm -hmm. not yeah. for you? Yeah. And honestly, in our flesh, we would go anywhere we could. <laughs> if we. It's like, I'll do anything just to get out of the pain. Yes. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we realize that the gift of that is knowing God in those deeper ways, mm -hmm. and and it carries us through things, and it's those riches stored, those treasures in the darkness, mm -hmm. riches stored in secret places. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, when I was, I sat down with Rebecca a couple of weeks ago, Rebecca Shatswell, and we recorded, um, you know, her son Zavi was... Mm -hmm in just a really tough place medically at the beginning of this year, and they almost lost him. And anyways, we were just talking at the end, end of that podcast about how, um, you know, if you look back over the years of your faith, you know, mm -hmm. for the three of us, we've, well, Miss Cindy, how long have you been walking with the Lord? <laughs> oh, I don't know. A while. <laughs> a long while. Um, but, you know, you have some, we all have some years under our belt at this point. We've been walking with the Lord for a while, a long time. And, you know, when you look back on the years, it's like, honestly, those hard places in life are what you remember as major moments of growth, major mm -hmm. moments where you saw God in a really clear way. And it's like, you almost look back on them favorably, mm -hmm. which is, is odd to think about. Like, 
you know, when you're in the thick of it and you're dealing with something major, it's like, how would I ever look back on this favorably? Mm-hmm. You know, this is hard and it hurts and I hate every bit of it. And if I could move it, I would. Mm-hmm. I would get out of this in a second. But then you walk through it day by day and you live it out and God does something in you. And it's like that refiner's fire mm-hmm. where it's like, I didn't know that I needed you to work this out in me, God, Mm -hmm. but you have worked something out that I didn't even know was in there that Mm -hmm. did not look like you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and then you arrive on the other side of this trial and you're like, wow, God did something Mm in me. Mm -hmm. I have more of a connection with him, more of an understanding of his goodness. And so it's just really cool the longer that you walk with God, how you look back and you you see, Mm -hmm. you know, the hard times are actually, what was the quote? The gift of pain is the gift of God. Yes, Ultimately, I it's love the gift that. of God Himself. Because mm-hmm. we would never ask for those times, but we wouldn't trade them either for what we get for mm-hmm. them. That every way that the enemy wanted to use them against us for mm-hmm. evil, every way that our flesh wants to cave, mm-hmm. in the end, we, we wouldn't trade what we have. And Scripture doesn't say that we should ask for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you said it earlier, trials... Our, we're promised trials. Mm-hmm. They're going to come. Yeah. So we don't have to ask for them. <laughs> but they come. Yes. And, no, and I'm not asking is, for them. Yeah, yeah. treasure in them. Yeah. Right. Well, and I always think about the passage in Corinthians where it says, like, don't be surprised. And, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that is the beginning of the, of the verse, and that's enough to be like, okay. So it's really not a matter of if. It's a matter of when, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to be all, like, doom and gloom, but it's just to say that, it's tra- troubles will come yeah. because we live in a fallen world yeah. and things are not always as they should be um, because of the sin of man. And mm-hmm. so it is, you know, it is, it's, I think it is detrimental that when something happens, we, I know it can be our, our f- like flesh reaction or just your natural reaction to throw your hands up at God and be like, what is this? But I do think it forces us to come face to face with what we believe and i i am very aware of just looking back that you know it's not like oh i had a super easy life before this but this like what you said this has been for sure the most long like ongoing journey where it's not just a quick relief and it was hard for like a couple months you know what i mean like it's that it's I think that and that's what creates that endurance and that perseverance mm-hmm. because it's not just over quickly and you're mm-hmm. like oh glad that was over mm-hmm. but I have I mean gosh come to ter- terms with so much because of realizing okay do I follow God because of what he gives me do I love him because of his blessings mm-hmm. I mean you're forced to face that when mm-hmm. you don't get what you want mm-hmm. immediately yeah. That's good. And in our culture today, everything is instant. Mm -hmm. And if I can't figure this out, I'm going to Google this and I'm going to go to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go wherever I need to go to get the answer I need. And I'm going to, you know, and there's obviously a lot to be said with uh, medicine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm really on that route, but um, we will you can very easily exhaust all of these options and still not have your answer. And a lot of people, I think they'll do that. And then they finally are like, okay, God, but it's like, God is a part of all that. Mm -hmm. And I believe every stride we've made in all this, a lot of it has been through doctors. we talked about this the other night, Mm -hmm. Cindy, like um, having an amazing doctor who has helped find help figure out what's been going on with me. And I credit that to God. I mean, people want to like separate science and God, I mean, he's over all of that. He oh, crea- yeah. he created us. There's Definitely. no separation, and so it's like I, any discovery we have found in 2020, which has really been. And we can talk more about that later. But any discovery, I'm like, thank you, God, for this doctor, yes. and I know that His hand has been on that doctor. Mm-hmm. So that's anyway. so good. Okay, so the flip side of this, we kind of talked about a time when we were confronted with a scenario that we had no idea how to handle, but then. You know, the other side of it is sometimes you have gotten to a point where you you realize, okay, I might know I might know how to stand strong in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And so my that's kind of my next question is on the flip side, can you think of a time in your life when you were hit with uh, maybe an unexpected situation, but you really did feel like maybe you had the preparedness or the faith to um, stand strong? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to ask it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Miss Cindy, you want to go? Um, sure. Mine isn't 
uh, really just a situation like I shared earlier about Sarah, even though, of course, I could have shared a million. Right, it's not yes. like there was one time that I didn't feel prepared <laughs> in my faith. It's a journey. Faith is lifelong, like mm-hmm. everything else yes. about growing in Christ. But it was probably the season of the year 2017 mm-hmm. for us. Um, everybody, Abby, like you were saying the other night, everyone's talking about 2020 <laughs> and we're all over it and all of that. 2020 for us has been nothing like 2017 was. Oh my gosh. And it was probably the hardest year of my life in a lot of ways. My dad died unexpectedly mm-hmm. right out the gates of 2017 in January. Um, then my mom, less than a year later, went home to be with the Lord. Also, mm-hmm. the huge comfort is how much they knew and loved the Lord, how much they've shaped my life, anybody that knows me well, hears me talk about mm-hmm. who they are, what they mean to me, the the legacy they have passed on. And it's amazing. But I hate to tell you, you never really get old enough that you're ready to lose your parents. Mm-hmm. They're still always your, oh, your parents. And I remember one day, I'll digress for just a second, <laughs> that I was just heartbroken about something. Mm-hmm. And it was something, it was just, it, it was... I felt like people would think it was so silly, but it was like, God, my mom would have cared. Mm. She would have just listened and had the right words. And I just said, I'm just going to open your word. I happened to open to Isaiah, I think it was 66, 13. And it said, even, oh, how does it go? I can't quote it because I didn't write it down, <laughs> but it said, as one who is comforted by his mother, mm. even will I comfort you, no says way. the Lord. No way. And That's of course, feeling emotional. I lost it. <laughs> I, it was just, and wow. I mean, my mom was just the epitome of practical wisdom, mm-hmm. kindness. Anyway, so lost both of them. And then early in the year also, Jim had some potentially serious health issues that thankfully turned out to be okay. But at one point, the doctor was like, yes, this this could be cancer. Oh, wow. Um, And then, uh, not too long after that, I had been having some symptoms of dizziness. So I ended up having to have an MRI, and they found a brain cyst that was, again, thankfully benign. Oh, my gosh. But there was that, and there were a couple of other things that I won't... I'll spare you every detail (laughs) of our 2017, but some really big things that were hard. Mm -hmm. And um, then, by fall... And it was kind of like people talk about now, closing in on the end of the Mm -hmm. year. It was like, okay, Lord, maybe things are going to get easier. And we had two grandchildren born within a few weeks of each other that both had Mm -hmm. um, life-threatening potential at first. And our youngest daughter, Rachel's little boy, Joshua, was born with a rare, lifelong endocrine Mm. issue. And he had episodes that could have been life-threatening at birth because he would just stop breathing completely. I remember that. That was so scary. Oh, it was terrifying. And even after they, he spent weeks in the NICU, but even after they took him home, this would happen. Mm -hmm. And it was like, do do I try to, do I pound his back? Do I try to get him to the ER fast enough? What do I do? There were endless tests, months of waiting. And um, he's doing great now. He is an adorable little red-headed guy, mm-hmm. which we have no idea where the red hair <laughs> came from. But um, they'll, they'll have to track his endocrine issues for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, in, at near the end of September. And then just a few weeks later, Emily, our third oldest, um, had little Ellie, who... Um, had trouble breathing at birth and at first we're thinking okay she ingested fluid at through the cesarean that Emily ended up needing and we weren't real concerned until the doctor said I really have no clue what this is Mm -hmm. and she needs to be transferred to children's we would med flight her out but it's too uh, foggy tonight so they came and got her by ambulance got her to children's they immediately intubated her when she got there put her on a ventilator and it was again blindsiding mm-hmm. because there was no indication of any issues before she was born and it took 
over a month to diagnose uh, that she has a rare, super rare, like a thousand diagnosed cases in the world, Mm -hmm. um, breathing disorder called CCHS. And she um, amazingly now is doing absolutely great. But at the time, they told us, you know, you need to Google, and they mentioned this disease. Uh-huh. Well, you know, usually they're saying, don't, just stay off the <laughs> yeah, internet. Don't, right, don't yes. Google things. Yes. Well, when we did, it was um, a degenerative systemic disorder that she would have died from uh-huh. before she was even two. Uh-huh. And we're thinking she may not even make it home from the hospital. But at that point, it was almost like, you know, sometimes, do y'all feel like this, that the smaller things are, the more you tend to go into just, I've got this mode, Mm self-sufficiency, and the bigger they are, it's like, Lord, I just, I remember calling my sisters and just sobbing Mm -hmm. on the phone and saying, we don't know Mm -hmm. if she's going to make it. And yet, so it doesn't, I don't think having faith eliminates all those emotions. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And you don't just bear up under it and say, oh, but God's in this and it's all going to be just fine. But what you do know is that even if it isn't just fine, Mm -hmm. in the end, it's all okay. Mm -hmm. And as I look back on that, I thought about just how really, to me, faith kind of in that initial question of how do you develop that? Mm -hmm. How are you strengthened? In some ways, it's really just developed, Abby, you kind of alluded to it, just by going through it, that Mm -hmm. trials and hard places are just the things that we can expect in life, even deep suffering. Mm -hmm. And as part of living in a fallen world, and since you really can't prepare, you don't know sometimes when things are coming, it's in going through them that you're strengthened Mm -hmm. and you realize that God really is there. I thought this morning I just in tears was singing, not like you, Abby, nobody was there to hear it, but (laughs) I love the song, The Goodness of God, Mm -hmm. because all my days you have been so, so faithful, Mm -hmm. Lord. I mean, he's walked me through the fire. Um, You know, he's that one that's closer than no other Mm -hmm. in dark of night. Yes. And I'm going to stop and let Abby share hers, and then, you know, we can talk about other ways of kind of more specifically of the way you do deepen your faith. Mm -hmm. But I do think some of it kind of take the pressure off, like you were saying about, Mm -hmm. oh, it's up to me to have the faith. Mm -hmm. It also is just, it's just kind of an automatic thing that if we are pressing into the Lord, and we do always have a choice Mm -hmm. in our suffering or in our trials, because that old saying, the same sun that melts wax hardens clay. Mm -hmm. So we can choose, instead of being melted in his hand, we can choose to harden ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we have a choice, but if we're choosing to seek God and fall into his arms and on his mercies, then we don't even realize it sometimes until that retrospect um, of the years, and that's the last thing I'll say related to this, that of all the things, we were laughing about this the other day, that there's a lot of things I don't like about growing older, just (laughs) looking in the mirror and sometimes thinking, who is that? (laughs) Or, you know, a grandson who told me last night, I said, oh, her hair is about the same color. And he said, well, except that I feel like yours is kind of darker underneath. (laughs) It's like, right, under the highlight. (laughs) It's not natural like yours. It's so funny. And like mine used to be. And just all the things that go with getting older just you know don't yeah. have the girls think that i have their energy i'm really flattered that they think so when we take all the grandkids and have them for extended hours and then they all go home and i put my feet up and collapse mm-hmm. and but something that is just a huge huge blessing is that it's like a spiritual scrapbook of mm. faithfulness mm. of thinking back over the years of how God has been there. He has not failed me, Mm -hmm. not once. Mm -hmm. Not that he always answered my prayers how I wanted Mm -hmm. or how I expected, Mm -hmm. but no matter what happened, he did not fail me, Mm -hmm. and he's always faithful. 
and that I can trust him. Mm-hmm. He's taught me. Mm-hmm. It's like anything else in life. You learn things, and he's taught me that he is trustworthy, mm-hmm. and that he loves me, mm-hmm. and that he knows what's best, mm-hmm. no matter what I may think for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I know. You're going to make me misty. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah. Um, well, and it reminded me of what you talked about the other night when we were at Midtown and you were saying, I can't remember what what the contrast was, but you had said when we pray, like, okay, God, give me this or just take away the desire. Mm-hmm. Remember what you said? Uh-huh. And what did you say about how when we pray that it's really... Well, what we're really saying is I want what I want, mm-hmm. so give me what I want because I do not want to be disappointed mm-hmm. in any and way. And I can't be disappointed. I will not be disappointed, so then just take the desire mm-hmm. if you're not going to give me what I want because mm-hmm. I have to have what I want to mm-hmm. be happy. Like how, would, how will I make it if mm-hmm. I don't get what I want? And I was like, that's so good because... Not easy, but, no. but true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I just had, I remembered that and I had to, I no, them good. to hear it. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, mine was similar. It wasn't like a one specific thing, but when I was growing up, so I should give a disclaimer, I did not grow up, I'm not from Arkansas. I didn't move here till we got married um, post-college. I came to Arkansas to go to OBU, um, but I'm from Texas. And so growing up, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're Me born, too. Born in Texas. <laughs> um, Fort Worth, is that right? Uh, Houston. Houston. I'm sorry. No, okay. Dallas. So, yeah, grew up in Texas. And basically, just through, you know, I went to a few different churches growing up and, um I noticed that I had had multiple pastors in my life that had stepped down. Some were actually even just like leaders. They weren't um, in any sort of like uh, official staff position. But noticed that there are many people in my past that had stepped down from ministry because of what you would say, like I'm putting this in quotes, like moral failures. And um, so for random stuff like... And I noticed that every now, every time one of those things happened, like, and I, you know, I looked up to these people. I was either like at some point in their ministry or under their leadership or whatever. Now, that was obviously still high school, pretty young, but still, a lot of these people had quite an impact in my life um, and in my faith. And I realized that, you know, when those things happened, like, it was, it was hard. Like, um, every time something like that happened, it felt like, earth shattering to me mm-hmm. it wasn't like i just brushed it off like it was really hard i remember like shedding tears over it being yeah. really confused and i like it's like i had this recollection in college and i was like you know and maybe it's because i when I, I i studied ministry in school went to school for christian studies and i'm in all these ministry classes and i am remembering that like wow this is like this is just a thing of life like this is not um it's it, it happens in the secular world, you know. It's not just ministry. It's just but in ministry, it's where we see it. We might notice it a little bit more, and we may, maybe we're more shocked by it, I mm-hmm. guess I should say. Yeah, we're more shocked. So, yeah. The secular world's like, oh, okay, big deal. Scandal, yeah. yada, yada. But I had realized that, you know, if I did not have a— if I had put my faith in these people, if my faith was basically attached to their faith or their moral standing or whatever, I would have probably walked away from the faith a long time ago mm. because they were big leaders, they were influential, and they all stumbled and fell, you know? And that's, and I don't really make any of their point about that than to say that we're all, you know, sinful and flawed, but it's like basically. I learned that those would have been opportunities mm-hmm. for me to be like, you know what, all this is a sham and like mm-hmm. people, Christians are hypocrites mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, like basically make make these big generalizations about Christians or whatever. And I have just noticed as I've grown up, I've heard that a lot from people that have fallen away from the faith. Maybe they used to be in ministry, something happened and now they're like, I'm done or they got burned by the church. They said, I'm done because of this experience and I don't know if I could ever go back to ministry and it makes it where they start to question who god is mm-hmm. it's like this happened to me man did this to me and then they project that on god mm-hmm. so god must be you know he he is going to abandon me right. basically mm-hmm. and so i just i can imagine 
people that are listening, that they all can think of someone that mm-hmm. they knew and looked up to that something like that might have happened and they are confused. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it is sad and, and it, it can be hurtful too, yeah, even if it wasn't done against you, mm-hmm. you still, because you look up to them, it's hard for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes relationships are lost in that. So it's like, maybe you were used to seeing them all the time and now you don't see them. Right. And it's just, mm-hmm. you're just sad because yeah. you're like, I miss that person, you know? Yes. But anyway, so I just, I just say that to challenge everyone listening that, um, you know, because we're, like I said earlier, we're in a fallen world. It's people are sinful. Um, Thank God there's grace, but that doesn't mean there's not consequences. And so I think when I think we just need to remember to place our faith on God mm-hmm. and not let our faith be built on man because you know man will disappoint. will disappoint. Yeah. And so yeah, I just every time one of those things happened, I was like, you know, this is it was hurtful, it was mm-hmm. sad, but I was like, this is not define who God is. This is not mm-hmm. like this is not mean God is going to let me down or um, that you know. The other foot's going to mm-hmm. drop or something, yeah. you know, like, so I don't know. That no, would, that's really good. That's I good. love that thought because I do think that whenever you're a part of a great church or you find yourself under a great leader or pastor, it's easy to really look up to their faith. And a lot of what they have developed with Jesus kind of becomes your own and maybe even your own crutch. And it, mm-hmm. it's like we can learn from a leader, but we also have to have our own walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if it, you know, I've heard Rebecca Schatz will say at the end of the day, if new life completely went away and something <clears throat> happened and we did not have this church anymore, I guarantee you I would go find somewhere else to serve Jesus because not in the institution or the leader or the pastor mm-hmm. or the person, mm-hmm. it's in Jesus yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. And what's this? What's the hymn? My hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it kind of comes down to that. That's that so is good. the bottom line. And I think it's in, in ordinary ways, too. I think I'd, if just sharing with someone about faith or hard times, we can make things so much bigger than life or like they mm-hmm. have to be this otherworldly, hyper-spiritual experience. But it really is just in the dailiness of life mm-hmm. that you develop that depth, that whether it's mm-hmm. because you're disillusioned about something, you've been hurt, um, you're going through, well, I realized I didn't tell the end of Ellie's story, I'll mm-hmm. wrap it up quickly, that she did end up um, on a ventilator. Yeah. She is ventilator dependent when she sleeps because the mm-hmm. disease, or not the disease, but the disorder Yeah is um, it's just during deep sleep that yes. it causes the diaphragm not to move enough to for deep breathing. Yeah. She would die without a ventilator while she slept. But now, I mean, they're looking years ahead at possibly having that closed. She is, I mean, she's in a gymnastics class the That's other so night. Amazing. She was over with a cousin, and they were hooping and hollering. And who was it? One of my girls, or Jim, one of them looked at me and said, that is the loudest trait baby I have ever heard. Because <laughs> uh, at first we were like, is she even going to yeah. be able to speak oh, yeah. over the trait? And is oh. she, oh, she she speaks clearly, yes. loudly. She is That's so cool. amazing, adorable, really ahead of development mm-hmm. in every way. But, you know, as you go through something like that, coming home from children's that first night, mm-hmm. It's not like I had a vision of the Lord high and lifted up with His train filling the temple. (laughs) It was like wetting my pillow with tears Mm -hmm. and Jim holding me Mm -hmm. and us saying, God, how do we get through this? What are you doing? Show us one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And I love the Shema in, in Deuteronomy. It's the main scripture of ancient Israel, Hero Israel, the Lord is one. And it goes on and just says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. They repeated that twice a day as a nation. And it says, When you rise up, when you lie down, when you walk by the way, you know, just as you go out and come in, in the dailiness of life, mm-hmm. it's just when you feel like it and when you don't. That's good. It's just, um, not, I heard this a long time ago, and I thought this is 
this is a great, I hang on to some quotes and think, okay, Lord, bring them back to mind, but not forgetting in the darkness what you learned in the light. Mm -hmm. So it is in the light, in the dailiness of life when things aren't coming, when you're not maybe in a storm Mm -hmm. and you're just plodding along in the ordinariness of your life, day Mm -hmm. after day, pursuing God. And sometimes lights are coming on and you're crying and worship music and other times you're like lord i'm exhausted and i didn't get one thing out of what i read mm-hmm. or I, i'm not feeling this but it's just as you do that it really is when the darkness comes god brings back to mm-hmm. your remembrance mm-hmm. those things that he taught you yes in seasons of seeking him yes so it's really not some huge like I said, super spiritual thing. It's just it's just daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just walking with God. It's not even yes. your your specific disciplines and how you do them. Mm-hmm. It's following Jesus mm-hmm. day well, in and day. And that out. and it really is just that's the foundation. And it so it's you know, it's like the scripture about the man that built his house on the sand um or on a on the rock you know and it's like so when because when it does come not a matter of if there's a foundation laid Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's gonna like just like the story doesn't mean a storm isn't gonna come and you're not gonna like you're not gonna get wet from the storm you will you know it's like yeah um, Yeah. but you won't won't fall on your head yeah yeah (laughs) but it's like you won't be destroyed by it hopefully you know what i mean like you Mm -hmm. like what you're saying you have a choice to be hardened or to to melt like and you can, I don't know, it's like you have the choice to endure it, but thank God, literally, it's like his, you know, his strength is perfected in our weakness. Mm-hmm. So that's a relief because <laughs> yes. it means you don't have to figure it out. You don't mm-hmm. have to have it. Like, I think we, I saw something this morning. It was like talking about how the secular world um, loves knowledge, but does not know wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think about how that's the difference with believers is like there's a value of wisdom and we get that wisdom from God. Mm-hmm. So that's so kind of one last thing. Yeah. That for me personally, one huge thing of hard places has been for me and I think for everyone, it moves our knowledge of God from the abstract to the personal. Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. it's not we've talked about this before in women's things and we mentioned it the other night, but just a quick example of like the name of God, El Roy, mm-hmm. that means the God who sees. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that. I had read it in some K. Arthur study on the names of God or something <laughs> yeah. one time a long time ago. But one night at one in the morning, sitting on my sofa in tears, just in a time of real crisis in my life, just saying, Lord, speak to me. I'm not going to bed till you speak. And he came and said, not, I didn't see him or anything, (laughs) but what I sensed him saying was, I am Elroy. I see you just like I saw Hagar Mm. in the wilderness where that name for him was first used in scripture. Mm. And I see you and I have your tears collected in a bottle just like I do hers. And I was no more real to her than I can be to you. Mm. And I mean, that name to this day, I mean, y'all can see the tears in my eyes. I cry easily anyway. Me too. Me too. (laughs) It was like that, you know, that that's not just a name of God now Mm. that I could write on a test and get that answer right. Mm -hmm. That name is personal to me. Mm. And, And I do think going through those places is when... It's not just abstract knowledge of God anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's knowing Him. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, personal you can place level. it. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying earlier, I would finish kind of the rest of that story and yeah. circle back. And so I wanted just to to help kind of land that plane. Um, and I realize I've made a point in this whole journey to say I'm, I refuse to be silent about the whole journey. Um, and, and I'm not going to just tell everyone whenever it does happen. Like, it's not that you're not going to hear from me <laughs> for yeah, however yeah. long it takes. And then one day I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant, but none of you knew I was struggling. Because then, like, how do people celebrate with you? And how do, I mean, people will, but it's like when they know yeah. what a fight it has been yeah. to bring this child into the world. Like, children are a gift, <laughs> to say the least. And it's like, I know that when it happens, it'll be because of God and mm-hmm. God alone. But yeah, this idea of God sees you, like like I was saying earlier, we got a lot of words from people. And even though they didn't materialize in the exact timing that things were said, we 
still to this day do not discount a word that was said um, and we believe we will see it come to pass and I've just landed on the fact that you know is it possible is it possible in all of God's infinite wisdom that things don't things won't pan out the exact way that I believe they will right and then it's like okay so and just to I heard someone say this one time that we should always have a spirit of like expectation in these times of trial and be like, no, I want what God has promised me. And we do believe that God has promised us a very specific promise. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just, we want what God has for us. And we know it kind of reminds me of when we were engaged or before we got engaged, it was like, I knew that me and Christian were good. We knew we wanted to get married, but I didn't know when he was going to propose, you know, like, right. but I knew it was going to happen. And so we, we feel the same way. Cause I'll like ask Christian sometimes, like it's always usually when I'm feeling really down. And I, I remember in 2019 at the end of that, that year, having this combo with Christian and he's always so like steady with his faith and the whole thing. And I just said to him, you know, like, I'm just sad. Because that's the thing we've said all this time. It doesn't mean you're not going to, like, like Cindy said, wet your pillow, like, soak yeah, your pillow. Yes. And I just remember being really sad and, and asking Christian, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to wrap my brain around this. And he consistently has just said, like, you know, well, I'm like, because I'm like, how do you keep the faith? Like, I'll ask, you know, to give this combo with each mm-hmm. other. And he's like, well, I have God and I trust God. And then so sweet. I like can't ever <laughs> say it without crying, but he's always like, and I have you. And if like, that's all I have, like, it's okay. Like, that's great. And I'm like, <laughs> I want that. you know what I mean? Yes. Like to just say like, well, I, even, even if I don't get this thing, like I have you and I have God and I trust him. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's why I just kind of keep coming back to, like, what else can I do but trust Him? Yeah. Like, it's His character. Yeah. And um, He That's sees okay. us. He's with us. Um, and so, yeah, we, in this year, just to kind of give people an update, 2020 was hard for sure. But praise God, we found midway through the year, like, a physical obstacle that was stopping mm-hmm. what we believe was the pregnancy. And so... We are in a journey right now where we almost are starting over. And you could look at that as like glass half empty and be like, great. So basically the last two and a half years, you've never stood a chance, you know, and be like, oh, but really, like we've just said, you know what? Praise God that you found that and like you revealed that to us because we get to start over. And I don't, I do not see that as a bad thing. I'm like, you do get to a point in these journeys where you're like, tell me something's wrong so we can fix it. Right, yeah. And so we've. God has revealed it to us, and so we kind of are for starting over, and now it's like we have a fighting chance, you know, and not that we don't believe that God could have intervened, but we believe this was His intervention. Mm-hmm. This was His mm-hmm. intervention, and we believe that He has been, it's that verse, I think it's in Isaiah, like, He makes streams in the desert. Mm-hmm. We feel like He has made a stream in this desert, so we'll, we know we'll see it come to pass. Yes. We don't know when, but we trust Him. Yeah, Definitely. So. Can't wait for the ba- the day that we hold baby Ictor. Yes, yes, yes. That's so good. Well, that's a good landing point, honestly. Thank you both for sharing just what God's taught you through all of this, um, through different seasons of your life. I really appreciate you coming today mm-hmm. and sharing and even just the the preparation it took. You know, we don't prepare majorly for these podcasts, but it does take you, you know, thinking through your story. And I really, really appreciate the thought and prayer you put into this. So, um, okay, before we're done, Miss Cindy, would you, I mean, not Miss Cindy. I was going to say, uh, (laughs) she wants to be called Cindy. (laughs) It's okay. I'm Cindy with a C. (laughs) Cindy, would you pray over the women that are listening? I would. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we do thank you that in hilarious times, the times that you give us in life that are filled with joy, they're filled with laughter, uh, that we can laugh at ourselves, that we laugh with others and celebrate, along with God, those times that um, we couldn't see coming when we were either blindsided or we still didn't feel prepared, but we realized that you had prepared us and that you were carrying us. Father, we just together... We thank you, God, for those times. We thank you that we can know you as a father. Mm -hmm. We can know you as a friend. That we can know you in every aspect of your character. 
and that we have walked and are walking and will walk all the days of our lives in the goodness of God, because that's who you are. And we praise you today, God, for being a faithful, loving Father who carries us through every season of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Cindy and Abby, thank you so much for being on the Women Podcast. And ladies, thank you again for listening. If this was helpful for you or you were encouraged by it, I just encourage you to share so we can pass it on, share the wisdom, share the love of Jesus, and always like and subscribe as well. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.